Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great, Matt. How are you? Life is good. We're over here at the uh, little beach vacation with the family. Another one. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> we, we ought to have this show be more about lifestyle, because you've got the, this great lifestyle. You're always on vacation. Oh, well. Lifestyle business. There you go. That's it. We could. We could change the name right there. So we could call this podcast Obstacles to Overcome to have the lifestyle you always dreamed of instead of <laughs> Obstacles to Overcome to make your first million, which is what the That's show is going to be called. That is today's topic. Uh, obstacles to Overcome to Make Your First Million Dollars. That's it. So uh, let's talk about some of the obstacles you have to overcome and get your thoughts and opinions on them and see what other obstacles we come up with. But the first obstacle, this is, I, I, read a, I read an article that was similar to this. So, so um, yeah, anyway, so obstacles to overcome to make your first million. Number one, bias towards inaction. Tell me what that means. Um, I, would, I would say that I wouldn't have worded it that way. I would have said probably the biggest obstacle to overcome is lack of action. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, but that's what they're saying, a bias towards inaction. Um, that means you're just stuck in the analysis paralysis um, or in perfectionism, uh, which, you know, Dan Sullivan talks about the 80-20 rule, get it 80% there and then go another, you know, 80% more and you'll be further along than anyone else. So I think there's, I think, if, if that's their number one, my number one would have been, yeah, lack of taking action. It would have been the same, almost the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's lack of inaction. Yeah, I think lack of inaction. I think it's like people get stuck in the rut, right? They're just doing what they're ever doing to do the mundane stuff. You know, I got my business. I got to answer the phone calls, answer the emails, yada, yada, yada. And that's just what you're doing. You're not doing anything different. You're just stuck in a rut. That's you're working, kind of you're working in your business and not on it. Not yeah. taking All right forward the million if that's your first goal and it should be everybody's first goals in business should always be that seven figure well realistically it should be the first one dollar i mean you right. make first dollar right. if you're just starting out but then you want to get to a hundred thousand and then you realize yep. hundred thousand is not enough then you should seek to get your business to a million and you're going to have to get beyond doing all the work yourself to achieve a million dollars that that's, that's pretty good all right number two uh you're, you're worried about, you got to get over worrying of what others think. When I say that, what do you think of worried? You're too worried about what others think. You know, I, I don't know where this particular author is going with that, but I do think there's a level of, I think most entrepreneurs have a level of not giving a crap anyway about what others think. Um, yeah, and if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better not care what other people think because most people are like uh, crabs in a barrel. You know, crabs, we used to catch crabs at the beach all the time as a kid or not as a kid with, with our kids. And, and you didn't have to put a cover on. Once you had multiple crabs in there, you didn't have to put a cover on because none of the crabs would let the other crabs out of the barrel. <laughs> well, it's kind of that way. When you're in business or about to go in business, people, everybody's going to tell you why you can't do something. So I think that's part of it. You're, you can't yeah. please others while being in business for yourself. But I don't know if there's 
I don't know. What's your opinion? I don't know if you're so uh, worried about what others think to get to a million. Oh, I tell, I see this all the time. I see it all the time. And here are the two examples where I see it. You're worried what others think. You're afraid to ask for referrals. I might seem desperate for business. I'm worried what they'll think. All right. I, I see where you're going. Right. And I'm worried what they think that I, that I might want to hire a coach. I'm, I'm worried they might think I don't know what I'm doing. I'm worried my friends might make fun of me for hiring a coach or hiring a marketing person or hiring a salesperson. I'm, I'm worried all the my, time. Peers, my, my peers might think I look like an idiot doing a podcast every Wednesday with Matt Hutchins. <laughs> well, is it, that's is right. That, that's not true. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying is we do right. videos. I can tell you the first video when I'm staring at my video camera going, thinking in the back of my mind, what are yeah. you doing? That's People right. So I get what you're saying. I guess you're, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Worried what others yeah. think. Worried what others think. And that, like you said, that's normal. You just do it anyway, right? It's kind of like uh, Dan Sullivan, courage. You know, it's being scared and doing what you're supposed to do when you're scared anyway. You, ha you, you know, if you're, if you're in, a, in the ocean full of sharks, you still got to swim or you're drunk. So. <laughs> well, this next one was a really good one. And, and I got two. And you actually just said the same thing. Uh, spending... Uh, spending time, number th three, spending time with the wrong people. All right. And you actually already said that it's like the crab scenario, which is perfect for this one. Spending time with the wrong people. You're, you're around these people that are, that are holding you back, that are dragging you down. Right. Uh, I've heard this several times. You are an average of the five people you hang out with. Right. Uh, you had that great crab analogy. You're hanging out with the crabs and after you get the first few in there, Everybody else is pulling each other down, right? So if you're hanging out with, you know, friends or family or other business owners that are pulling you back, that are holding you down, you can't, uh, you can't do it. My other thing was, was I, I wrote down, um, you can be a complainer or a contributor. You can't be both, right? If you're sitting around with a bunch of your fellow business owners, woe is me, how terrible business is, you guys are all bunch of complainers. You'll, you'll never make any progress, right? So and I'm trying to think of this guy's name and he spoke at one of my events and I feel so embarrassed right now that I can't think of his name. I'll think of it here. Uh, Keith Cameron Smith. He has a book called uh, the difference between winners and whiners. And one of the, quotes, there you go. one of the, one of the quotes in the book is um, winners brighten a room when they enter it and whiners brighten a room when they leave it. You know, um, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. So, but that's, that's kind of what you're saying. Now, I do have, there's a lot of people who tell you, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll call out Grant Cardone because he's, he's one of the people who says this all the time, that you shouldn't associate with people who aren't like headed in the same direction. You, like almost, that's almost cult-like. Look, you right. still have family, you still have friends, but that should not be where you seek your advice and your knowledge that's when a coach and a mentor is so important. You still need family and friends. Um, I don't think you should just throw your friends to the wayside like some gurus recommend. However, they should not be your influence when it comes to where you want to take your business, how you want to grow your finances. You need other influences to offset those negative influences. And if all you're doing is sitting around you know, drinking with them and doing drugs with them. Yeah. You're probably not going to be, it's probably not going to go anywhere. You, but at the same time, you don't have to alienate people just because they're not on the same path as you. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And well, this leads it. So point number four, uh, which is related is 
tendency to blame others, tendency to blame others. And, and, and what I get from that is, is I have this discussion with health, with my own kids, right? With my own kids, right? Which is, I don't care whose fault it is. What are we going to do to fix it? Right. That's, that's the attitude of a winner. That's the attitude of making your first million dollars. I'm not here to point the finger at you, Dave. Let's just figure out what the problem is and how to solve it. You know, I want you to blame me. So, so that means I can fix it. There's Otherwise, uh, it's out of my control. Have you ever seen that movie full metal jacket? A uh, long time ago. Okay. So there's a, there's a scene in the movie where the Sergeant, I can't think of his name, but he finds private piles footlocker unlocked and, okay. and basically he's got a donut in there. And anyway, but he yells at him. He says, if it wasn't for dickheads like you, there wouldn't be any thievery in this world. See what he was, he was putting the responsibility on private pile for creating thieves by leaving his footlocker unlocked. And right. I love right. the analogy here because it's, you know, private pile would say, well, it's not my fault. They're coming in to steal my stuff. But what he was saying is you take personal responsibility, you do things right. And, and you won't affect others. And I believe, yeah, a tendency to blame others. I believe you should blame everything on yourself when it comes to failure and blame everything on your team when it comes to success. If you can do that in, in business and in life, you'll have the most loyal team you've ever had. And they'll never, they, they won't like it when you take the blame. But the reality is if you blame all the failures on yourself and all the, uh, you know, all the growth, all of that, give it to your team. And you notice some great leaders, um, you know, Richard Branson, um, you know, Jobs, a lot of people, you know. Heck, all the NFL quarterbacks do that, right? Every NFL quarterback, if they lose a game, Hey, it was my fault. I made some bad decisions. I made some both bad throws. My accuracy wasn't on today, right? And then when they win it, it's the good quarterbacks that are saying, hey, the team played great. They gave me enough time to make the passes. They made the catches. They made the plays. Our defense really kept, you know, kept them off the field. That's exactly great, what you're talking about. Great analogy. I mean, that's exactly yeah. it. And why, why are they professional athletes? It's not because of the talent. A lot of people have talent. It's because of the way they think. So, I mean, that's the truth. That's pretty good. All right, number five says being complacent. Being complacent. If you're complacent, I take that as, eh, you're kind of okay with where you are, right? You got to be a little uncomfortable in order to push yourself. What, what is that? I forget the saying, but it goes something like that. You know, you got to get a little uncomfortable in order to make progress. If I, I literally had a conversation similar to, so I hired a new sales rep for my lighting company, and um. I was having a conversation with him today and I said, frankly, and I hope he doesn't watch this, but I said, frankly, I'm a little concerned. And he said, why? I said, because when I asked you your goals, you told me about how you, what bills you have to pay and, and you never got to anything that was outside of, of like where the norm is for you. So you never, right. never aren't looking to anything up here. Like you're not striving for anything. And um, that worries me especially in a sales role, it, because if all you're trying to do is pay your bills, it's really easy to be complacent and stuck right. there. If you're not right. striving for something, you're, you're liable to end up in, in mediocrity. Right. And that's a great point. We were talking about that would be, that's a great analogy. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. He was talking about his son. So his son's in his twenties. And it was like, 
it would be life changing for him to have changing talking about changing jobs. It'd be life changing for him to have another $30,000. And, and he's going to be a little uncomfortable to take that job. It's a little beyond his reach to get there, but that's a perfect analogy of you got to, in order to get there, that's life changing. You got to get a little uncomfortable. I remember when I started my, 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 my business 13 years ago, you know, I wasn't sure I could totally do it. I wasn't sure. I don't know how you felt when you first started yours, but there was certainly uncertainty and, and, and surely I was outside my comfort zone. No doubt. Have you ever heard of the, a man named Ken Roberts? No. He, he had a commodities course, but he also was a realist. So Ken Roberts was one of the original direct mail um, guru guys. And he sold for a while. He sold real estate and then he, uh, then he became uh, the, uh, the greatest, business in the world and he taught commodities. But the reason I bring up Ken Roberts is because Ken Roberts um, ha is quoted as saying that you could never, you know, we can, you can set goals and you can achieve goals, but you can never possibly get your mind to achieve your dreams. Dreams happen as you strive for goals. And, and like he was saying, I've, I live my dream life now, but I could have never dreamed this. This would this was not even inside of my mind. I couldn't fathom it at right. one time, and now I have it. But I, you could and and the the what I was getting at there is, you know, I still believe you should dream dreams beyond your goals. In other words, we all have them. We're just afraid to admit right. them. The older we get, we all have them. Right. I mean, we, we have these dreams, and we're like, yeah, I hope that happens one day. But I ain't gonna tell anybody about it because, <laughs> and. And those are great things because they do happen. I mean, look around. I mean, Elon Musk is a good example of a, of a visionary that has had some dreams. He's also had major challenges too. So. Right, right. Well, this leads into, it's funny how they're all related. Number six, unwilling to change your habits, right? So, so when I say, when I, when I think about that, a couple of things come to mind. One would be if you keep doing the same thing and expect, and expect a different result, that's just crazy, that's right? Insanity, you got it, right? Right. Yeah. That's in the definition of insanity. So you got to have some new habits. So, so you've got to be willing to get up 30 minutes early. Right. I'm not saying you got to get up at 5 a.m., but there are all kinds of articles that are get up at 5 a.m. and become super successful. I get their point. It might mean you need to get up 30 minutes earlier. But when somebody says there's not enough time in the day, I kind of call baloney on that because you could easily go to bed 30 minutes early, stay up stay up 30 minutes late, do something, get up 30 minutes early to do something. I know you're in the habit, creating habits. I remember when you started losing your weight a year, year and a half ago, right? You developed new habits. I, I mean, I was out of bed. I had to be in the office early this morning. I was out of bed at 4.45. I exercised. I did everything so that I could be at the office. That is, um, you not only unwilling to change habits, when you change habits, you have to, I believe you have to create new and positive habits in the place of those bad habits. And right. um, I'm trying to think of who said it, but um, when you're striving to, for your goals, and, you, and these are goals you've never had before, what is most important is not the goal, but who you have to become to hit the goal. That's the changing of the habits. It, because right. if you were who you, if you were the person you're supposed to be to hit that goal, you'd already have the goal. So you have things that have to change and, and people hate the word change. 
But the reality <laughs> is if, you, if you're unwilling to change, you will be exactly where you are because this is where your brain got you to so far. Right. And that, that leads back into, because you're going to remind me, so number seven is lack of confidence. So you lack the confidence to, to make the changes, to make the changes of those habits. And so our good guy, Dan Sullivan, our, you know, who, who we were both in uh, one time, I'm still in it, strategic coach, Dan Sullivan, lack of confidence. He always says confidence comes last. It comes after the fact. He has something called the four C's, which is you got to commit. So, so I'm not confident that I can run a marathon. Right. But if I committed to running a marathon, I used to run a bunch of half marathons, but I'm just using it as an example. If you're not committed that you could run a half, I'm sorry, confident you can run a half marathon, you first have to commit to running the half marathon. Then you'll figure out, well, in order to run the half marathon six months from now, I need to back into it. Well, I need to start walking every day and then I need to start, you know, whatever, run a mile, walk a mile. You'll back into it. The confidence doesn't come until after you ran the, the half marathon and then you're like, oh, I rock right? Or, or the confidence doesn't come to you're on the path because you know you're doing the right things that are going to get you to the half marathon goal. I think the reality with confidence, the confidence usually comes about the time you hit the goal. Right. That's exactly right. Because um, let's face it, if you're uncomfortable, wherever you're striving to get to, you're probably on the right path. You know, we, I mean, we said being complacent, but this is I mean, if you're comfortable, meaning you're confident in everything you're doing, you're not challenging yourself and, and you've got right. a side of that, what feels good, or you'll never, you'll never hit the goals that you really. And, I, and I've also heard confidence comes from repetition, right? So, so you look at those, let's go back to athletes and, and you know, you did gymnastics as, as a child and you talk about baseball, uh, I said, yeah, baseball, but any of those sports, right? Those guys look so natural. Look, I, I'm a big golfer. You look at those golf, like, oh, it's beautiful. Those guys have hit a million golf balls. Those gymnasts have walked on the, the balance beam a million times. It was the repetition. I've done hundreds of thousands of back handsprings. I mean, right. I, and, and it's, right. not, it's not fun. In my, in my book, um, I talk about the one more theory. And it's, yes. it's literally, it's just doing something repetitiously. But the confidence comes because, when you've already achieved excellence in an area, that's where confidence comes in. You, you take an Olympian, you know, the, the girls' soccer team, you know, uh, sure. women's soccer team, World Cup. You know, just yeah. won the World Cup. Well, the reason they're confident is because their preparation was so done so well for so long that the confidence comes when you've already achieved the level. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so – um, but I'm sure there were periods of time during the year when they just didn't think they could make it. And you know how that goes. I mean, in any sport, I mean, oh, you have yeah. rounds of golf where you're like, I never want to play this game again. I'm ready to wrap this club around a tree, but right. Right. Cause it's such a relaxing game. <laughs> but, okay. but going back to that lack of confidence can be, I've heard people like, Oh, I'll start exercising when I feel better. Right. Or I don't feel well today, so I'm not going to exercise. Well, that's baloney too. If you waited till you felt great, you would never exercise. That's the right? truth. Yeah, especially as we get a little older, you know, we get a little aches and pains, and that's just life. You got to do the exercise anyway. I can honestly say, many times as I'm in my exercise, doing whatever I'm doing, whether I'm lifting weights, running, walking, there's many times when I'm like, I'm strictly just going through the motions right now. 
because that's the only way I'm going to get through it. But I'm going to get right. through it. I'm going to push. But I'm going to get through it. Get through it because it's part of goal setting. It's part of mindset. It, you know, when you create a mindset that says, "Okay, I've set out to do this, and now I got to do it. I can't just right. not do it, or I'll feel miserable for not doing it. Right. I'll right. feel that's worse exactly not right. doing it than I than anything else." Right, and that, that's like we go back to creating those habits, unwilling to change your habits and stuff like that, right? Um, all right, number eight. Uh, we we actually covered this on one of our podcasts. Uh, I know you know what you should be doing, but you're just not doing it. Well, we did our podcast on it worked so well, I quit doing it. Yeah. So it's kind of a twist on that. So so a lot of times you know what you should be doing, right? So so you're talking about losing weight. You know what you should be doing. You should be eating less and exercising more. You know what you should be doing. You're not doing. You know what you should be doing to grow your business, but you're not doing it. Or something worked so well in the past that you quit doing it. Or you've lost weight in the past, so you actually know how to lose the weight. You're just not doing it. You know, I will say this, though. I think um, sometimes if we are talking, if we're just being real about people who are trying to get to the million-dollar mark in business, and let's say they're at you know, they, they're entering their third year and let's say they're, you know, they're, they were started out as a solopreneur and now they maybe have one employee and maybe they're hitting, you know, they're hitting three to $400,000 a year and they're, you know, they're paying their employee and they're, they're paying themselves a little bit of money, maybe 75, 80,000. They're, they're starting to think things are going well, but the reality that lies there sometimes is that they don't know what they should be doing. And I think this really segues into um, that's where you need to get help. You need to go to people who have taken the ride that you've taken. If you're going to walk through a minefield, for God's sake, follow somebody who's gone through it before. I mean, right, right. You're, you're getting right into number nine, the final one, not learning more. That's it. Not learning, not learning from others, right? If you got somebody who has the map, Let's just follow the map, right? Let's just follow the map. You, there's nothing that hasn't been done by somebody before, right? Or some, you're right. There, there's nobody that hasn't learned how to run. There are internet downloads how how to run, go from couch potato to running a half marathon. I've actually Googled that. There, there's a there's a plan for that, right? There's a plan to build a million dollar business. You've got a plan. I've got a plan. You can Google a plan, right? So. So not learning uh, from others, not learning more, right? Just stick it in your own box is a mindset you got to get through, which you know, leads I, into, go ahead. Well, I believe anybody, anybody can push their own business to million, two million, five million. I mean, they can physically push it there, but there comes a point where you can't do it anymore. And so, and I believe, cause I know, cause I, I did it. I was hard headed and I learned a lot of things on my own. I learned a lot from others, spent a lot on coaching and books and, and courses and things. But when you really want to go beyond, you need outside influences. You need, if you want to grow, you know, a business to $10 million, you've got to be in a mastermind group. You've got to be in a group of people that not necessarily all of them have achieved $10 million because some people don't need that. They don't, they, they've got a personal uh, lifestyle that they like, but you got to be in a group where you can bounce ideas and, and, and questions off people 
um, I, I do a, a mastermind group in the Ray Edwards organization. We have something we call the hot seat. And the hot seat is where you're, you literally lay out your three biggest challenges and you say, okay, this is what I'm stuck. I'm stuck on these. And then you got, you got eight people in a mastermind and everybody's saying, okay, I, this is what I do. 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 And you literally, your mind opens up and you go, my goodness, I never looked at it from all of those different directions. And it doesn't mean that those people are necessarily all where, you, I mean, if you're going to be in a mastermind group, you got to be in a mastermind group with leaders and people that are heading somewhere. Like, I mean, like, you know, we're, we're going to have a get together here uh, shortly in September. But that's the point of this is, is the only way you can really expand your mind is, is to, I guess, use the mind of others. Yeah, learn, learn from others. I, I go back to our sports analogy, right? So, so you know, from Atlanta, we had the Atlanta Braves, and Swanson was one of the, the younger players, and, and he's been revamping his baseball swing, right, his, his, his batting swing. Dude, that guy's probably been playing baseball since he was three years old, and he is having a coach helping him improve his batting, right, as if that guy didn't know how to bat, right? You got pitchers working with coaches, baseball analogy continue. They're always trying to work on their pitching. Those guys have been pitching since they were eight years old, right? You got golf, uh, uh, golf pros, uh, that kid Wolf who run this, this past week. We got the British Open coming up in two weeks. All the golfers have coaches. Well, let's, right? let's, let's look at one, arguably one of the greatest of all time, Tiger Woods. Um, literally in, you know, he, everybody knows he went off the deep end. But it was also just after that, he literally, because his body hurt, he had to revamp his entire swing. There was a point where he said, I may not ever be able to play this game again. Right. And then he wins the Masters last year. I mean, right. or this year. And But to, to go through that, that evolution, most people can't get that evolution done once in their life. And he, he right. did it twice. And that, that's a sign of somebody who's still willing to learn even though you're at the top of the top of your game, top of the world, he still had a change. And it, I, you see it a lot in professional athletes. I think you also see it a lot in, in entrepreneurs. Um, you know, not all entrepreneurs um, go bankrupt before they have their second ride, but it's surprising how many do. I mean, <laughs> astronomical Disney three times, uh, Henry Ford. I mean, the, the, um, the list, like when you go down the list of all of the, I mean, even people that you, I mean, recognize it, it is, it is. The, well, I know Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins he was yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of some, some yeah. not so big gurus that have literally, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how many have to go through um, a, what's it, what's it when a butterfly, you know, the, the, the cocoon, if you will, they, they right. have to fall apart before they become who they really, um, you know, to become a butterfly, they have to, they have to lose a shell. And sometimes that means falling flat on your face and starting over. I mean, so be it. So yeah, be it. You got to keep learning. You just got to get right, so we did this nine obstacles. I, I wrote it down. We had nine that we talked about today. Nine obstacles to overcome to make your first million dollars. Number one, Bias towards inaction. So, you know, hey, we're just going to just continue to hang out and do nothing. Two, worried what others think. Hey, I don't want to ask for help. They might, I might, they might, I might sound desperate. Number three was spending time with the wrong people. 
you are the, 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 the average of the people that you, five people you hang out with, or we can say you could be a complainer or a contributor, but you can't be both. Uh, tendency to blame others. We believe in self-responsibility. You want, I like what you said, you take the blame for all the problems and you give your team all the recognition for the success. So a true mark of a leader. Uh, being complacent, we said you gotta get uncomfortable to be successful. You gotta push yourself to the next limit. Um, unwilling to change your habits. So again, going back to along those same lines, right? You're unwilling to change your habits. You gotta have some new habits because you can't keep doing the same thing you keep, that you've been doing because we already know that doesn't work, Yep. right? Definition of insanity, do the same thing, expect a different result. Number seven was lack of confidence. And we always talked about confidence comes later. Confidence comes from repetition. Confidence comes from practice. Confidence comes from doing it, right? That's right. Uh, number eight, uh, knowing what you should be doing and not doing it. Same kind of stuff that we talked about. What worked so well that I quit doing it. We did a whole podcast on that. And then nine, not, not learning more, not continuing to learn, not continuing to learn from others. And we talked about how uh, athletes and gurus and successful business people all continue to learn. They don't become complacent, which goes back to one hour. They're learning more, which goes back to we're talking about doing an event in September where you're going to learn how to grow your business. We're going to talk about um, you'll leave there with a whole marketing plan, the five ways to grow your business, uh, who your target market is, how are we going to uh, educate and motivate and get them to come to you. We're talking about your lead magnets. We're talking about copywriting. We're talking about a whole entire business plan, marketing strategy plan to get you, get your business moving forward. And, you know, um, I had this conversation um, earlier today. Um, what's the difference between sales and marketing? And marketing is everything that you do that makes the sale. See, uh, nobody wants to be sold to. Marketing is everything that leads the prospect through a process that brings them to the point where they want to buy. They're ready to hand you their credit card. They want to buy. And so that's what marketing is. Selling is the final transaction, if you will. But if you're selling before the marketing's done, then you're pushy and people don't like pushy people. And that's why we're going to help you in this event. We're going to help you create a marketing structure and, um, and a profitable business layout and literally you'll be able to walk out, you'll have a marketing structure, you'll have a lead magnet, you'll have everything that you need to literally go back and set your business on a, on a path to, to massive growth over the 12 months to follow. So people buy, people buy solutions to problems. That's it. Uh, we're, we're gonna provide a solution to your problem of not being able to grow your business. That's what we're providing, a solution to grow your business. People buy your products because of the, the solution or the problem that you solve. That's exactly right. That's it. That's exactly right. All right, my friend, where can we find you? Find me at davidmulvaney.com and I'm David Mulvaney on LinkedIn. And uh, where can we find you, Matt? Let's see. Mine is 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And then over at LinkedIn under uh, Matt Hudgens. And look, if you, if you got value out of this, this video, then I want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel ring the bell so that you get uh, notified when we release uh, new videos. And Matt, we will talk soon. Sounds perfect, my friend. See you. Take care.